This week's parsha is Parshas Vayetze. And in Parshas Vayetze, we have the birth of the Shiftei Ka. And every one of the Shvatim were named by Rachel, by Rachel or by Rivka or by uh, Yaakov, different names that really uh, express what they're all about, what their Metzius is, and what their future is. So when it comes to Yehuda being born, Yehuda was the fourth son of Leah, and one after another, she had Reuven, then she had Shimon, then she had Levi, and then she had Yehuda. And at Yehuda's birth, she now proclaims, Hapam Oides Hashem. Hapam Oides Hashem. Now, finally, I could praise Hashem. And that's why she called him Yehuda. Yehuda is from a Lashon of Haida. And of course, the Chassidish Svarim, the Svasemes, and others say that the reason why Jews are called Jews, Yehudim, is because we come from Shevet Yehuda. In a sense, Yehuda is the name that includes all of Pal Yisrael because Malchus comes from Yehuda. And Yehuda expresses the, the sentiment that we are, we're always grateful. The fact that a Yid always has gratitude to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and to others embodies and really uh, is a mission statement of every Jew. And this all comes from this statement that Leah makes when Yehuda is born, Hapam Oides Hashem. And then the Pasuk says, Vatam Miledes, she stopped having children at that point. So on one hand, she did something incredible. She she praised HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Chazal say that there was no one in the history of the world that gave Haida to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as did Leah at this point in history. So on one hand, she did something phenomenal, but yet, then it says right afterwards, Vatam and Miladas, something happened, and she stopped giving birth. She stopped having children. Of course, she would end up having another two children later, for whatever reason, with the Dudayim, but naturally, she really... the. The, the ability that she had to have children ended at that point. And the Mepharshim are bothered by this. What exactly did she do wrong? It seems like she did something amazing, so why would she deserve to suddenly be punished and not be able to have more children if she, if she uh, proclaimed Haidah Takarish Baruch Why would that be a, uh, a cause of the fact that she would now no longer be able to have children? So if you look in the Rishonim, the Torah in his Sefer Torah Aruch Halatayra, the Avin Ezra says the same Vard, and then you have more recently Chasidish Svarim that say the Marva Shemesh and others say a very similar, almost identical Yisaid. And their Yisaid is that when you have bracha in your life and things good happen to you, so you have to praise HaKadosh Baruch Hu, That we know. But imagine that it's like a faucet. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is giving you tremendous bracha coming through your pipes, through, through your conduit. You are a, uh, you're a, a, a tzinar, a pipeline of tremendous chef, of tremendous bracha. I'm doing amazing. I just uh, made a big business deal. I just uh, had a child. I just made a simcha. I just uh, got engaged. Tremendous bracha is coming through me. So you, of course, have to thank Hashem. But once you thank Hashem, the Svarim right, you also have to let it flow. You have to continue to ask on the future, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, please don't let it stop. 
I appreciate what you've given me until now, but this is not the end of our relationship. I want that the flow of bracha should continue to come out, and I should continue to be a source of bracha. I don't want to shut off the valve. I don't want to tighten the, the faucet at this point because things are going good for me. It's not like, that's it, this is the end of the relationship, I don't need you anymore. I want to continue having that shefa bracha come through me. Because Leah Imenu failed to not only thank Hashem, which she did, but she should have then said, and please give me more children, she didn't do that. Because she failed on that count, she did not ask for more children, Vatam and Miladas. If you want to just contrast that with what Rachel Imenu did, Rachel Imenu, she had Yasef, and she didn't say, thank you Hashem for Yasef and goodbye, she said, she said that, that I want to have, uh, I want to have more. Yosef Hashem li ben acher. I want to have, now you gave me one child, let's not stop, let, let it ride, let, let, give me another son. And of course she had ben yamin. That's the more appropriate response when things go good, don't just thank Hashem. Thank Hashem is the Aleph base, but then you should, if you're smart and you understand what we're talking about, you don't stop it. You want to continue it going. You want to say, you know, if you, if you did something tremendous, you want to be able to say, you know, I want to, I want to do this again, and again, and again. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, thank you so much for what you did in the past, but now I want to let it ride. I, lo- I want to let this continue. The Kishmei Bracha should continue to flow and, and be forceful through my, through my tzinar, through my pipeline. I want to continue being the conduit of bracha and Yeshua and Parnassus and whatever is going well, I want to continue that uh, in the future. I was thinking that perhaps there's another reason that Leia Imenu is punished. Again, we're talking about Leia Imenu, I'm not in any position to criticize her, but just if we're, if we're examining exa- what happened here, perhaps there was another reason, besides from merely the fact that she didn't ask for something more in the future going forward, uh, there may have been another tain on her. Rashi explains that when it says, Hashem, what she meant to say is, why now? She had three children beforehand. Why now is she thanking Hashem? Because it was understood that there would be 12 tribes coming out of Yaakov Avinu. He had 12 tribes. Everybody knew that. That was no secret. It was also no secret that there were four wives that Yaakov Avinu had. He had Rachel, Leah, Bilah, and Zilpah. So if you do a very simple division, it would come out that every wife should give birth to how many children? To three. Because 12 divided by four equals three. So every wife was entitled to having three children with Yaakov, if, assuming that the math would come out exact. So she had Reuven, she had Shimon, she had Levi. Those were like a given. Hapam, Aides Hashem, now I got more than I was supposed to get, so I'm thanking you, Hashem, now. Hapam. Now I'm thanking you. And Rashi says, Shenatalti Yaiser Mechalki. Why do I have such thanksgiving to you? Because I now have taken more than my Chalak. Three, that was a given. That was a gimme. I, I, I understand that that was mine. But fourth, now I have another child. Whoa, that's a bonus round. That's something that uh, not everyone is zeichet to. Naturally, we're all going to be zeichet to three children. You gave me more than my chilek. Now I got somebody else. I, I have another, another fourth child. Hapam Hashem. Now I really have to thank you, Hashem. So 
to me, it sounds like a problematic statement on two counts. First of all, the Mashmai says that the first three children, the fact that you had three healthy babies, that was fine. That, you, didn't, you didn't have to thank HaKadosh Baruch for that. Because that was a gimme. Of course, everybody has children. It's normal. Now I have a fourth child. Now, what do you mean? You don't think it's not, it wasn't an opportunity to thank HaKadosh Baruch for Reuven, for Shimon, for Levi? That was a given? It was a given that you were going to just have children? How do you know that? It didn't have to be that way. It could have been that Chas Hashem Leia would have been Nakara and all her children would be brought from Bila, from Zilpa, from Rachel. It, it wasn't a given. So the fact that you're only thanking HaKadosh Baruch Hu now that you're in the bonus round of children, that is a, a, a sort of a, a lack of sensitivity towards what HaKadosh Hataiv is. HaKadosh Hataiv, there's nothing given in life. You don't have a given. There's no... You, where did you know that you were going to have any children? How do you... You know, you're... Of course, everybody gets married, everybody has children, everybody has grandchildren. Really? That's not true. Every little step that happens in life, you have to be grateful to the Rabbi Shalom. You got up this morning out of bed, you didn't have to be in a wheelchair, you didn't have to be in a hospital room, you didn't have to have a, a catheter, you have to give a car. Why? Everybody. No, it's not true. It's not a gift. Nothing is a given in life. We owe for every step that we take, literally, every breath that we take. For laity say, okay, three, that was a given. Hapam, now a fourth. It sounds like a, something that's, that's not a, a, well, um, a well-conveyed Hakar Satev. Hakar Satev is everything. Ruven, Shimon, that's not. there's no difference between what, whether you're in the entitled round or the bonus round. It's all, you owe HaKadosh Baruch Hu Shemendus Hakar Satev for everything. But moreover... If there's a finite number of children that are going to be born, there's 12. Now you're thanking Hashem, why? I, I got another extra child. On whose on who's cheshbon? You you're happy because you got another child? Do you realize that that means that Rachel Imenu is not going to have that, that extra child because you took it? Or that Zilpah or, or Billah, they were entitled maybe to have three children each, and now you took, you're, 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 you're going into other people's territory and you're happy? That's For that, that's not, that's not appropriate. Again, everything is with all of the, all, the, all of due respect to Leia Yimeno, and but I think that that's a, a very Pashra side in Akaris Hatai. If you don't, first of all, you have to be Makritai for everything, not just the extras in life, everything is extra. And number two, you also, you shouldn't be happy when somebody else is going to, uh, somebody else is going to lose out. If you have, let's say, a pizza pie for a very bad muscle, but like, you have a pizza pie and there's, uh, there's, there's four guys in the room and, uh, and everybody was taking, uh, you know, every, one thing, this, right, so everybody's entitled to two slices, right? And you took a third slice. Uh, Baruch Hashem, I took a, when you took a third slice, that means that somebody else is not going to get two slices. What are you, what are you happy about? Somebody else is, is going to miss a slice because of you. So, it's a little... That's true if it's an infinite amount. If there's all the pizza pies in the world and I got an extra slice, Baruch Hashem. But if there's a finite amount of slices and I'm taking an, an extra slice for myself, that means... Perforce that somebody else is going to be missing out. How do I have a Hashem on Yenna's Cheshman? I should be happy? Something, something wrong about that. Batam and Miladis.
But now I want to say uh, another pshat that I was aiming on the other night, and I think it's I think there's a lot of emes to it. Another a third pshat in what it means vataman miledes. There's an amazing targum Yainasan ben Uziel. You know, we have the targum Unkelos, and then there's targum Yainasan ben Uziel. I think we spoke about this in previous weeks. Targum Yainasan ben Uziel has has diamonds in it. Targum Unkelos is basically just the basic Taich and Aramaic of the Pesachim. Once in a while, there are Chidushim in, in, in Targum Unkelos, no doubt. Rashi brings a lot of times different, uh, you know, when the Targum uses a, a one word instead of another word to Taich it up, that's He's defining a word, and, and sometimes the entire uh, flavor of the pasuk changes based on the uh, the word in Aramaic that he uses to describe the word. No doubt, there's a lot of chidushim targumunculus, but targumenisim and aziel, it's right there to see. Every there's so many interesting yisaidas throughout the targumenisim and aziel. If you want to look at it, it's in every mekrais kedailas has on the other side of the page targumenisim and aziel, and it's in Aramaic. But if you can get through the Aramaic, you're going to find a lot of gems. And listen to what the Targum Yenison Ben Azil says on this pasuk of Hapam Eides Hashem. This Abaris Tov, she gave birth again. She got pregnant again. Leah. The Elidas Bar, she gave birth to a boy. The Amart, and she said, Hada Zimna Eidikadam Hashem. This time, Hapam, this time I'm going to sing praise to Akadish Baruchu. Why? Because from this son, Yehuda, kings are going to come out. Royalty, monarchy is going to come out from Sheva Yehuda. Yehuda was the tribe of kingdom. The kingship of Klai Yisrael runs through Yehuda. And from Yehuda, a great, great grandson of Yehuda is going to be David HaMelech. He will give praise before you, Hashem. Begin Cain Karashme Yehuda. That's why she called his name Yehuda, because Yehuda is a Lashon Haida. Haida is David Amelech is synonymous with Haida. There's a famous piece by Rupinkus. Rupinkus says that you could tell what a nation treasures based on their lexicon, based on their language. And he says, uh, when it comes to Eskimos, famous Varfarampinkas, he says that Eskimos in their dictionary, they have, I don't know how many, but like maybe 10, 15, 20 different words for snow. If you look up in an Eskimos dictionary, there is different, every one of them is different. There is soft snow, and there is hard snow, and then there is, uh, uh, you know, slippery snow, and then there is uh, a black snow, and, and dirty snow, whatever. But there's different ways of describing snow. Why? Because Eskimos live in snow. Their life is surrounded literally by snow. Their igloos are snow and their, their, their food is... Everything is snow. So therefore, they have to have a lot of different words in their toolbox to describe different snows because that's, that's what they're surrounded by. What's the most... Um, the most richest amount of, of, of different synonyms in, in Lashon HaKadosh? What word would that be? On what concept? If, if an Eskimo is snow, what would a Jew's lexicon really focus on strongly? Haida. There's Shevach, there's, there's Rina, there's, uh, uh, there, you know, you look in the, in the Yishtabach, uh, or before Yishtabach and Shabbos, Shekei Cheves, Kalei Tzumot, Benad, L'Haida, L'Shabach, L'Far, L'Raymim, L'Hader, L'Varach, L'Ale, L'Kalei, 
What is that? The different types of words describing everyone is different. Every every sort of praise is a different pitch, but it's a different. There's a curveball pitch. There's a fastball. There's a, a slow. There, there, there's so many different pitches in a yitz arsenal of shevach because that's what we do. So who is mechadish this? David Amelech was mechadish this. David Amelech was the one that really brought to the world a richness of praising HaKadosh Baruch Hu in a million different ways, many, many different ways of praising HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That comes from David HaMelech. HaPam, Oides Hashem, Le'o Baruch HaKadosh understood that all of these praises, Haidah, is going to be um, mastered by somebody that will come out of Yehuda by the name of David. He was going to be David HaMelech, the Ne'im Zmiris Yisrael, the sweet singer of song of Klal Yisrael. He represented us. He wrote Sefer Tillim, which is our, our instrument of first and last resort. When Rachman son somebody is sick, pull out your Tillim. When somebody needs Yeshua, you pull out your Tillim. When things are good, pull out your Tillim. That's, that's David HaMelech. Hapam Oides Hashem is, she saw Baruch HaKadosh that David HaMelech was going to come out. Hapam Oides Hashem, there's going to be Haidah now. Now the world is going to be exposed through David Amel to the beautiful, glorious world of Aidat Akash Barcho. That Haman me and that's that that was uh, and then then the, the Targum ends that uh, and then she stopped giving birth. He doesn't explain that, but he just says that as soon as she named him that, then that Haman Milad the Kamas Mila she stopped giving birth. Here's what I wanted to say. David HaMelech was mechadesh something in the world that no one ever knew about, a secret that really almost, I don't think, existed before David HaMelech. Many people in the world praise HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There's many different l'shaynas of Shabbat Haidah. You'll find it throughout uh, before David HaMelech was born. Here, Leah herself says, HaPam Haidah Hashem, Lashon of Haidah, Malki Tzedek praised Zakharish Baruch Hu. Avraham Avinu praised Zakharish Baruch Hu. Yitzchak praised Zakharish Baruch Hu. Yaakov, there are many different Lashainists of Haidah. People give thanks. They call Zakharish Baruch Hu Adin. They call Zakharish Baruch Hu Kel. They call Zakharish Baruch Hu. They say Baruch about Zakharish Baruch Hu. They praise Zakharish Baruch Hu. David Amelech was Mechadish, something very, very important. That we don't only praise Zakharish Baruch Hu when things are good. That everybody could do. When things are good, we praise HaKadosh Baruch, we say, thank you, Hashem. Baruch Hashem, Amir Hashem, everything is amazing. That's, that's normal. That's natural. The Chiddush of David HaMelech is that he praised HaKadosh Baruch even when things were terrible. Even when things went really, really bad in the world, in his life. And David HaMelech had tremendous suffering. Very few people, I think, in the history of the world suffered as greatly as David HaMelech. He had... From his early years, his uh, you know he was sort of abused as a child. His brothers were not nice to him, and he was always voted least likely to succeed. He had very strong, handsome brothers and Yishai sons. And in fact, when the Navi came and said, you know, one of the there's going to be a future king coming from your son, he wasn't even asked to come for the interview. He was like out in the field. They said, it's definitely one of us. It's it's not going to be David. David wasn't uh, as handsome as they were. David was. Uh, you know, he had ruddy cheeks, and he was—he uh, was—he wasn't—he wasn't voted most likely to succeed in any which way. He had trouble as a child, and then he had trouble when he when he grew up. He had uh, 
rebellions against him. His own son, Avshalom, tried to kill him, tried to rebel against him. And then he had the Misa with uh, all types of sordid Misas that happened, being chased, being hunted with Shaul, with uh, terrible things in his life, constantly. But David HaMelech sang praise Baruch Hu, even when things were terrible, even when things went really wretchedly bad for him, he didn't stop praising HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's not such a big trick. It is a trick, but it's not such a big trick to say thank you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when everything is going well. You're healthy, and you're, and you're doing well, and you're shiva, and you're, you're learning well, and you're steiging, and you have good friends, and you have food on the table, you have roof over your head, everything is fine. When things are good, you say thank you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's a big deal, but it's not such a huge deal. Do we still have that when there are plot twists in life? And when things we thought were going to happen end up not happening for us. Things that we assumed yesterday to be a given suddenly is not a given. The money that we thought we were going to have, you know, suddenly things dry up. The health that we thought we had suddenly turns against us. Uh, family situations, uh, job situations, shidduch situations, children's situations, shalom bayis. Things happen in life, and, and then what do you do? Do you suddenly get brighest with Hashem and say, you know, what are you doing to me, God? I, I, thought, we, I thought we had a relationship. David HaMelech was mechadish, that a person has to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu, even when things are really, really bad, you have to still praise HaKadosh Baruch Hu. How do I know this? Because it's a Gemara. And the Gemara says, if you want to look it up, it's in Bracha Samach Medbez, Brings a few psukim, I'll just bring two of them. Chesed umishpar ashira l'cha Hashem azamera. And the Gemara says, Im chesed ashira, v'yem mishpar ashira. Davon HaMelech is mechadish this. If, if you do chesed with me, if everything is going swimmingly, amazingly, ashira, I'll give you praise, I'll sing to you. Mishpat, what is mishpat? Mishpat means things are bad, there's din. Suddenly I find myself in the hot seat. Things are stressful and pressured and, and I don't understand why you're doing this to me. Ashira, I'll sing you praise then too. Pasuk says in Hallel, I will lift up my cup of salvation. David HaMelech says when things are good, when I'm victorious in battle, I have a, a, a cup of wine, I pick it up, I'll, I'll proclaim your name in glory because you did such good for me. And then David HaMelech, right away, using almost the same Lushan, says, Tzara v'yagain emtza. Sometimes things are not so good. Sometimes it's Tzara v'yagain. I have troubles, I have agony, I have pain, I have torment. V'shem Hashem Ekra. I'll still, that same suffix of the sentence, V'shem Hashem Ekra, that refrain. Kais Yeshua says V'shem Hashem Ekra. Tzara v'yagain emtza V'shem Hashem Ekra. I'll always lift up um, and proclaim HaKadosh Baruch Hu in anything that happens to me, good or bad, the same. David HaMelech saw everything as being the Ad Hashem. Sometimes in life, the things that we actually think are good for us are horrible for us. The things that we thought were horrible for us end up being good for us. And in this world, it's very unclear. In the next world, Chazal tells us we'll be able to see very clearly how the things that we thought were bad were really good. That's why you have to be Mavarech because a lot of times you owe HaKadosh Baruch Hu a lot more praise and blessing when things go bad for you than when things go good for you. A lot of times we have, uh, there's all types of stories about how people, you know, were in 
you know, they, they were delayed, their flight was, uh, they missed their flight and they were so upset. And then their chas v'sham, Rachman on the plane that they were supposed to be on, crashed. It's not an unusual story. It's a classic story, but it's not unusual. If it didn't crash, it got delayed. Something happened to it. They lost their luggage on that flight. Things happen. HaKadosh Baruch Hu has a divine plan. You can't just pull out HaKadosh Baruch Hu and praise Him when things are good. And when things are bad, you, you become an apikaris. You have to be a maimen in everything. When things are good, you have to believe in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. When things are bad, you have to believe in Hashem. When it's chesed, it's ashira, and when it's mishpat ashira. When it's kais yeshuais, it's shem Hashem ekra, and when it's sarv yagin emtza, it's shem Hashem ekra. There has to be a consistency in our avayda. That's David Amelach's chiddush. David Amelach was mechadish to us that when things are bad, you owe Hakadosh Baruch Hu shevach as well. There's a great var from the Kotzker. The Kotzker, whenever you see a var from the Kotzker, you have to brace yourself because it's always, it's always like a, a grand slam. Every var to the Kotzker is a grand slam. It's over the, over the you know, it, it's, it's beyond. The Kotzker says like this, there's a Gemara in Sanhedrin that says that when Hanani, Mishal, Vazari were thrown into the Kivshana Eish by Nebuchadnezzar and his thugs, so they survived. They miraculously survived. Nebuchadnezzar saw this with his own eyes. He saw a miracle that Hanani Mishal Vazari, who was supposed to be incinerated, were able to just walk out. It's an amazing thing. And Nebuchadnezzar started to sing praise to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He was like gearing up to sing praise to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And what happened was, the Gemara says that the praise that he was about to sing was going to be so powerful so rich, so beautiful, his shira, Nebuchadnezzar's own composition, that it was going to be Megane, the shiras of David HaMelech, the beautiful hymns that David HaMelech composed in Sefer Tillim that we know as being the gold standard of all praises, Takadosh Baruch Nebuchadnezzar was about to sing praises and shira Takadosh Baruch upon seeing this miracle that was going to eclipse the praise of David Melch was going to be Meganet, it was going to cheapen almost, sully the praise of David. It, wouldn't, it would pale in comparison to David Melch's praises. What happened? So the Gemara says that a Malach came, gave him a patch, gave Nebuchadnezzar a slap across the mouth, and Nebuchadnezzar stopped singing Shira. That's the Gemara. What's this Gemara? What's the point of this Gemara? I mean, what are you stopping the competition from? It's like, you know, okay, I'm the fastest man in the room. Okay, and now another guy threatens me. He's going to be faster than me. So what do I do? Instead of letting him run a race fair and square against me, I break his kneecaps. Is that normal? Like, that's not, that's not nice. If Nebuchadnezzar was going to be a... Let the best man win. David got his chance to say, Savior, tell him. Let Nebuchadnezzar sing, tell him. What's, why are you stopping him? Zuck the Kotzker, an amazing insight. He says... He wasn't stopping. The Malach had no intention of stopping Nebuchadnezzar. He was trying to create an even playing field with David HaMelech. You want to run a race against David HaMelech, fine. Let the best man win. But there is an unfair comparison right now as it stands between Nebuchadnezzar and David HaMelech. David HaMelech had constant turmoil in his life, constant suffering, constant stress, constant tumult. He was never, never at Yeshua Das. 
is always busy being chased, being harassed, being abused. And David HaMelech sang this divine, sublime praise to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He did his job. Nebuchadnezzar wanted to praise HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but look at where he was. He was sitting on his grand throne, no problems in the world. He, was, he basically conquered the whole world, super powerful, super mighty, all the covet, all the praise went to Nebuchadnezzar, never had any turmoil, any strife. He was, he was basically in, in full control, no tension. It's not a fair, not a fair race. The Malach went and patched him. Now you have a little tsar in your life. Now you're, you have a little bit of a pain in your jaw. Now sing Shiro. Continue, go on. He didn't. As soon as he felt pain, he automatically, oh, that's it, I'm done. God, what are you doing to me? I'm done. I'm no more praise for you. It was a test for Nebuchadnezzar. When you have a little pain, when things don't go your way, are you still able to, to belt out a shira takadish baruchu as you were when everything is perfect. When everything is perfect, it is a big deal to sing shira, but it's not really a David HaMelech Tika Messiah. The Messiah of David HaMelech is to thank HaKadosh Baruch to say Maidim, to say Hallel, when things are bad, as well as when things are good, when there's pain, when there's suffering, when things are stressful in our life, and we open up a till and we open up a sitter and we daven with a full heart to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, recognizing him appreciating him, glorifying him. That's David HaMelech's Messiah. And what I wanted to suggest is that based on this Targum Yainasan, Yehuda was born. Yehuda was born and Yehuda was somebody who was... Uh, it was seen through the eyes of Leah Imenu that she was going to, he was going to beget David HaMelech. David HaMelech was going to give tremendous haidah to And it was a good day. It was a beautiful day. Yehuda was born. If you're going to have a legacy of David HaMelech, that's not enough. If you're going to sing Shira to David, in, in the in the Messiah of David HaMelech, if you're going to say, Hashem, just on the good news of Yehuda being born, it doesn't suffice. That's not the full gamut of David HaMelech's praise. Vataman Miladas. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, and now you're stopping. There's no more children for you, Leah. And you know what Leah did? She says, Hapamaydas Hashem. I'm still praising you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The good news that Yehuda was born, I'm praising you. The bad news that you just gave me, that Vatam Miladas, I'm praising you. That's David HaMelech. David HaMelech, in order to really give him the proper recognition of who he was and who he will be, and the Chiddush that David HaMelech brought to the world, there has to be not just good news to sing praise for, there also has to be a mixture of Vatam Miladas, bad news. Bad news. What do you do now? Okay, when things are good, shkayach. Thank you. What about when bad news happens? What are you going to do now, Leah? She's still saying, because she understood that that's the Chiddush of David HaMelech. David HaMelech is going to come from her. And David HaMelech is going to praise HaKadosh Baruch when things are good, when he has a child. He's also going to praise Hashem when he doesn't have children. 
or when it's when he stops having children. Good news, Ashira. Bad news, Ashira. But there has to be, if we're talking about David HaMelech, the Pasuk has to be embedded with not just chesed, but also mishpat. There has to be the taste of, of triumph that she gave birth, but there also has to be the taste of suffering, of batam miledes. That also has to be experienced by Leia Imenu at this point if you really want to understand what David HaMelech was going to contribute in the scheme of things. They say over from Chaim Brisker that there was a person that was very wealthy and he was able to uh, give tremendous amounts of money to Tzedakah. And suddenly his fortune turned and he became very poor and now he needed to come on to people and people didn't understand that. People were confused like why he should be suffering. He was, he was such a big Baal Tzedakah. We were always trained to understand that if you do good, if you're a good treasurer with HaKadosh Baruch Hu's money, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will continue to make you a good treasurer. He'll continue to give you more money to give tzedakah from. And all of a sudden, this person was not fitting into that, to that template of how we're, we understand the world to be. He did tremendous tzedakah, but yet he lost everything. So they went to Reb Chaim Brisker and they asked him, what's the pshat? How could such a thing happen? So Reb Chaim said the following. He said that life is like a university. It's hard to believe that Reb Chaim would bring university as a muscle to, uh, you know, to, to what he was saying, but this is what, how it's brought. Life is like university. What does it mean life is like university? Let's say you take one course this semester. You took, uh, I don't know, Western literature. Okay? And you did very well. You got an A in the course. Now, we don't say, okay, you got an A, so you're going to take another course of Western literature next, next semester. You're done with it. You took your course. You did well. Now we're going we're gonna to throw something else at you. We're going to see how, how you do on English literature or how you do on calculus or how you do on, uh, on, on, org, on org. That, how, We're going to give other courses for you to, uh, to see how you do on that. You're not taking the same course your whole life. That's not what university does. University mixes things up. They want to give you a full, they want to test you on all disciplines, on all sciences, on all arts. This Yid, said Reb Chaim, was very wealthy and he, he, he passed the test. He got, an, he got an A on the course, A plus on the course. He did tremendously well. HaKadosh Baruch Hu appreciated that. HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, okay, now that you got an A plus on the course of Aisher, now we're going to try Aini. How are you doing on this course? You're going to still uh, be, thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu every day. You're going to daven with a gishmak. You're going to you're going to learn. You're going to have you're going to have munas uh, chachamim. You're going to be able to appreciate givirim uh, now. You're going to be able to appreciate aniim. We'll see how you react in in this in this situation. And you have to praise Hakadosh Baruch Hu then also. That's how it works in our life. Hakadosh Baruch Hu gives us good times. And when we have good times, we have to really appreciate the good times because it doesn't last forever. Things change, and things change sometimes really quickly. But we have to appreciate when things are good. Then sometimes things turn very bad sometimes on us. Things that we weren't expecting suddenly happen to us. A a very big change in in the trajectory of our lives that we didn't see coming altogether. We, We were blindsided. 
what was true yesterday sometimes is not true today. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is testing us. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is giving us another test. Saying, you did great when Chesed was being performed. Now what about Mishpat? Let's try Mishpat out on precise. See how that, how you react to that. And if we're able to understand this, then we're able to maintain Shabbach and Haidaya in the, in, the, in the way that Davra Melech did. Davra Melech, his brilliance was that he understood this clearly. He didn't see a different God in good times and bad times. In the olden days, there were people that were Ayyad and they believed that there was good God and then there was bad God. And some, that's why they said, we, we make the bracha of, uh, together. We always join together. We don't say in the morning, and at night, we always put them together. At Mayrav also, we say, then we say, creates day and night. We always put day and night, good and bad, together because we have to recognize that it's the same God that brings us day, that brings us night, that brings us good things, that brings us bad things. Why is he doing it to us? We don't know. But we have to believe that Kol David Rachman it's all for the good. It's a test to see if we get him, if we're close to him. And people steig sometimes through terrible things. There are people that go through, I know somebody that went through uh, a terrible, uh, terrible travail. They, they got Yenemachla. And Baruch Hashem, they went into remission, and, and, but their life was never the same. And, and this person was asked, if you could do it all over and you had a choice between whether or not you had the cancer or you didn't have the cancer, would you still, would you take the cancer? He says, absolutely. Definitely take it because I changed. I, I became better from it. I became closer to Hashem. I appreciated my children. I appreciated my husband. I didn't take anything for granted because I realized that life was finite. Sometimes people don't pass that test and they, they, they get very angry with God and that's understandable also on a certain level. But in order to really follow in the footsteps of David HaMelech, a person has to understand that when things are good, we have to praise HaKadosh Baruch Hu with a full heart. When things are bad... When it's Vatam and Miledes, when things don't go exactly the way the script was supposed to read, it's also an obligation on us to find a way to sing praise to Baruch Hu, to get close to Akadish Baruch Hu, to, to elevate ourselves through that experience. Chesed Ashira, Mishpat Ashira, that's the legacy of David Amelech, and that's what every Yid has. We have to have inside of us this ability to recognize HaKadosh Baruch Hu when things are good, and to equally, if not greater, recognize HaKadosh Baruch Hu and embrace HaKadosh Baruch Hu when Rahman al-Islam things are not going according to plan. Have a wonderful Shabbos.